Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I am Molly Nelson, sitting here with Rochelle Smith, the producer of this podcast. And across from me is Lauren Merkel. He is a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, and a retirement income certified professional. Is this the year that you plan to retire? Or maybe it's the year you get serious about planning to retire. Now, let's not call these resolutions because we know, guys, 80% of resolutions, they're broken by mid-February. I've got a new spin. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's call it things you resolve to do in 2022. You like it? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Good. I got, okay, I got a little buy-in over here. So we're going to discuss today five things that you can do this year to get yourself retirement ready. So what do you resolve to do in 2022? It's not a resolution. It's something you resolved to do, Rochelle. Um, I resolved to buy a new front door. <laughs> Does Good. that work? Good. Your front door, what? Is it uh, old, not fitting quite right? It just is a really terrible color. Oh. So I would like a wood front door. Sure. Sure. You got a metal situation or what? Yeah. It's like white. And now it's off white because the sun hits it. So. Okay. All right. That's that, that's, a, that's a good start for 2022. What about you, Lauren? Well, you know, I have to do that same thing with my front door. So I, I'm with you on that one. I'm, okay. I'm going to resolve to get a new front door <laughs> and then find a way where the sun doesn't beat down on it and just beat it up, right? Yeah. I don't know if that means I have to tint my, my storm glass or something, but I'm going to do the same thing. The other thing that I've, uh, as I've been, rec- recently I've had a lot more free time, right? My house projects have, have been, have been completed. Most of them. Hey, by the, the way, let's door. take a moment for applause. <laughs> if, there we go. if you listen to this podcast for the last two years, we've talked about Lauren's tiling and Lauren's <laughs> drywalling and Lauren's no electricity and Lauren making his daughter sleep in the shed. No, that was a joke. He did not. <laughs> I, make I feel like we need, shed. I feel like we need a YouTube link to be like, go to this URL so you can see the full remodel. So then people can see what oh, it looks like. Oh, people get to see the remodel. I don't require, I don't remember being invited to that party. We haven't had that yet. The, the unveiling has not happened. Okay. So we resolved to see Lauren's remodel in 2022. Oh, that well, first he has to get a fr- new front door. New okay. front door. So there's still a few there's, projects. There's still. And tomorrow I'm helping Smiley out with uh, with his bathroom remodel. Oh, oh, so you're getting roped into other remodels. Yeah, but that's that's temporary. But <laughs> I do resolve to spend more free time doing fun things as opposed to working on the house. So last night, as an example, I went to play bingo. That was fun. I haven't played bingo in a long time. It was, it was <laughs> Classic re- game. It was refreshing. Yeah. Good for you. A Monday night, you Monday got night out of the bingo. house. And you went and played bingo. That's a great start. It's a great start. I, you know, it took, it took a little convincing, a little self-convincing. <laughs> I got the invite to go play bingo. I was like, it's Monday night. I got a busy day Tuesday. I don't really want to do that. But then something switched. Something snapped. I was like, I can, get, I can go play bingo, be home by 10, and still get everything I want to do done today. So I was like, let's go do it. Let's right. have fun. So productive today. And I didn't have to worry about the house at all. <laughs> Nothing or, or to worry about projects. the house. Mm-hmm. So 2022 is here. If you're thinking about retirement, though, you know, we're having fun with front doors. But Lauren, as you know, because you sit down with people every day that are five or 10 years out from retirement. I mean, if you're thinking about retirement, this is this is heavy stuff. I mean, tell us a little bit. Paint the picture. What's kind of weighing on people's mind as they sit down and think, is this the year I'm going to retire? And as we think about resolutions, you said 80 percent fail by by mid-February. I think a lot of that has to do with 
the scary part of fulfilling resolution and all the unknown that comes with it. So one of the scary things about retiring is all the unknown that comes with it. When you think about giving up a, a job that you've had or a career that you've had that really has in many ways become your identity, your purpose, things things that you do on a day-to-day basis that really provide fulfillment and to you. And then one day you're going to turn that switch off and you're going to have to find a whole new identity, a whole new purpose, a whole new set of, of day-to-day activities that you're going to find fulfillment. And that is stressful. That is stressful. So it's easy to procrastinate. It's easy not to think about it, but then inevitably time continues to go and you do have more and more desire to retire. So you have to think about it more and more. And one of the biggest concerns that a lot of people think about is where are they going to replace their income? They're making great money. Their, their last years are probably their highest wage earning years as they, as they approach retirement. They're going to, they're going to have to replace that income because not many people retire and want to change their lifestyle. Because you've grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle, you've grown accustomed to a certain level of monthly or yearly spend, now you have to figure out where's that money going to come from. And that leads us right into number one. So we talked about five things you can do in 2022 to get you retirement ready, or maybe even to help you make the decision that this is the year. And one of them is test drive a budget. What does that mean? What that means is let's take the shock out of retiring. Let's take the shock out of what this lifestyle is that you can afford in retirement. So when you test drive your budget, you're saying, hey, I'm not retired yet, but I'm going to live on this uh, a certain amount on a monthly basis and see what that lifestyle looks like. There's a lot of moving parts to the income when you do retire. There's a lot of moving parts to your income while you're working. You receive a gross paycheck, but from that gross paycheck, there are a lot of deductions. It's uh, the benefits that you pay for through work. So maybe it's short-term disability. Maybe it's long-term disability. You have savings going to a 401k plan. Maybe you have savings going to an IRA or to a brokerage account. All of these things come out of your paycheck when you are working. So sometimes it's hard to true up what are you going to really need to live on once you do retire. And that's where test driving your budget really comes into place. And, and focus on how much you're actually spending. So for the, the if, if you know you're going to retire or you really want to retire January 1st of 2024, well, starting January 1st of 2023, live on $6,000 a month or $5,000 a month or $8,000, whatever you think your lifestyle is going to cost you once you do retire. And then get a good feel of what that looks like. Are you able to do all the things that you want to do? Does your lifestyle pretty much stay the same? Does it increase? Does it decrease? And then that way, when you do retire and the W-2 wages go away, you will have a good idea of whether or not that works or it doesn't work. How much income are you really going to need to produce the lifestyle that you want when you do retire? And we can't talk about test driving a budget without talking about developing a lifestyle plan because there are six principles that guide all the retirement planning that we do here at Merkle Retirement Planning. And the first one on that on that list of six is the lifestyle plan. So talk to people about how you develop a lifestyle plan and then how do you figure out how much that's going to cost? And this is, this is a hard one for some people. Some people it's easier than others, but trying to figure out what is going to fill your day when you do retire, it can take some time. And really for that last year that you're working, a lot of people spend time 
thinking about what are they going to do when they have a whole lot more time. So think about the volunteering activities. Think about uh, the friends and, and the social activities that you want to engage in. Think about, do you want to travel? If so, when do you want to travel? Where do you want to travel? How do you want to travel? All that is going to be incorporated into your lifestyle plan, which will have a direct impact on your budget. It's going to have a direct impact on what kind of money you need to deliver from your pension and your social security and your investable resources to do these things that you want to do. And putting it on paper helps. If you can, if you can put it on paper, kind of, kind of map it out, if you will, then you can refer back to it because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes thoughts are fleeting. So the things that you're thinking about this month might not be as important to you next month. Something else might come in. So if you can kind of keep a running diary of what you think this lifestyle might look like when you retire, that will help you envision what it is that you actually are are going to want to do and what it's going to look like. And I'm going to kind of dive deeper into this. So let's say I did my diligence and I know that uh, my spouse and I live off about $6,000 a month. And we think that's about what we'll live off in retirement. But I've got visions of a six-week traveling brigade. <laughs> I've got <laughs> visions of, clearly my visions aren't real clear yet because I'm a little ways <laughs> from retirement, but I've got visions of six weeks in Europe. And I say to you, Lauren, that's my vision. Is Do you do people look up then what that's going to cost and then work that into the planner? How detailed does this thing get? Some people, some don't. I would encourage it. I would encourage it because that's going to give you an idea of what that what that European trip is going, what that bill is going to look like. And then we can identify, here's how we're going to pay for it in the most responsible way. The most responsible way from a cash flow standpoint, the most responsible way from a tax standpoint, because most people's, most people, most retirees' monies are locked up. I say locked up in pre-tax accounts. And what that means is when you take that out, so let's say you need $30,000 for that European six-week vacation, if your source of income is going to be from an IRA that you've never paid taxes on before, well, you're going to actually have to take out somewhere around 35000 37000 to get the $30,000 net you're going to need for that vacation. So we have to, the, the more time that you have, the more time that we have to plan for those types of expenses, the more responsibly we can take it out and hopefully spend, save some money from a tax standpoint as well. And I'm kind of thinking I should start uh, convincing my husband now that in 20 years, that six-week vacation is what I want because I don't think that's something he's going to be like, oh, yeah, six weeks in Europe, Molly. That's my idea of retirement. So I'll work on that, the marketing of that one a, a little bit more here yes. in the coming years. Okay, resolution number two. If you think this is the year you might retire or you want to get retirement ready, get a tax plan. Lauren, you got to have a tax plan. You really do. And, and I've said this before, every December 31st, that goes by and you don't have a tax plan is probably a wasted opportunity for you. We all only have so many December 31st in our lives. And as you approach retirement, the importance of that date is more and more because most retirees, they have most of their money tied up in a 401k plan or IRA that they've never paid taxes on before. And with tax rates at historical lows, probably increasing in the future, there's strategies that you can implement from a tax planning standpoint that you have to implement calendar year. And that's where the 1231 date comes into play and why it's so important because we cannot wait until February of next year to implement some of the most effective tax planning strategies for you for the prior year. We have to do it in the, in the current year. So having a tax plan put into place, I would not wait until the end of next year. I would start January of next year 
or the current year to implement that plan. And there are a few mindset shifts as you head to and through retirement. So when you're working, there's a lot of defer, 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 settle up in April. And then as you get closer to retirement, you need to do some things that may involve paying more taxes one year to pay less taxes another year. How do you work through that mindset shift with people? That's where the the written tax plan really comes into play because what you need to do is do an analysis based on what if you implement some of these strategies. So as an example, let's take a Roth conversion. And that's one of the one of the effective strategies that many people can implement. What happens if you convert X amount of money this year? You're going to pay a tax bill. What is that tax bill? And what kind of savings can you project over the course of your retirement by implementing that conversion? And then compare that versus what if you don't? What if you don't implement that conversion this year? What is the projected retirement tax bill on that money that you could have converted? And then it's very easy for you to identify what is the right move for you. But you need to consider a lot of factors. And this is where some people get tripped up because we're just looking at what the tax bill would be today versus what the tax bill might be down the road, but leaving out some of the influencers like required minimum distributions. So at 72 now, most people are going to be mandated to take out distributions from these accounts that they never paid taxes on before. And you will pay taxes on those distributions plus your social security because at 72, you've taken your social security. And if you have a pension, you're taking your pension. Those are income sources. You're not going to turn off. You don't want to turn it off, but it's all going to influence what tax bracket you're in. So if you're 62 right now, and you're thinking 72 is a long ways away, 10 full years, that's a really good thing, but use those 10 years to your advantage. Don't procrastinate and say, I have a long time before I'm going to be mandated to take these distributions. Use that time to your advantage because that's 10 years you can implement some of these strategies to make a really meaningful dent in what your retirement tax bill is going to be. And what your strategies are, are going to be different for everybody. Some people, these Roth conversions or tax loss, however, seeing any of these other tax strategies make a lot of sense this year. Some people, it doesn't. Some people, it makes sense to wait next year. That's why you have to do your, you have to complete your written custom plan to make sure you're making the right decisions for you. Don't go buy off what your neighbor's doing. Don't go off of what your siblings are doing. That's their plan. You need to make sure you have your plan to make sure you're doing the right things for you. Yeah. And if I'm still working and maybe let's say I'm 55 or 60 and I'm really thinking I've got to go to at least 65, that's when do I start some of this tax plan or when's the best time to sit down and, and think long-term start as soon as you can. I mean, if you were 20, if you could do it over and you were 21 and you were just starting your savings plan or 31, just starting your savings plan, that is the best time to start. If you're now 58 and you haven't really created a tax plan, now is the best time to start. The more time you have on your side to implement these strategies, especially with the current laws, because the current laws are on your side. But one of the risks that we have, we all have, is a legislative risk. And that legislative risk means that that legislation can change at any time. And the strategies, even some of the most important strategies that are available to you today may not be available next year or the following year or five years from now. So use time and use the the laws as they exist today to implement the most effective tax plan for you. We know that your situation is specific to you. So here's a great opportunity to talk to a retirement planner about your tax plan, test driving your budget. If this is the year you should retire, it's a 15 minute complimentary retirement checkup call. You can go to MerkelPlan.com right now. That's M-E-R-K-L-E plan.com and schedule your 15 minute checkup call today.
We've got test drive a budget, get a tax plan, another resolution for 2022. Be ready for risks. Lauren, you talked about the legislative risk. We know that what happens in Washington can really affect retirement plans. And we felt that year over year, if we looked at back just the last couple of years, just at the tax legislation that's been proposed, there hasn't been a whole lot that's been implemented, but just the tax legislation that's been proposed has influenced decisions as it regards to tax strategy, let alone what is actually going to be implemented down the road. And we're going to wait. We're going to see what in this newest proposal, what is actually going to be implemented. But we do know long-term tax legislation is going to be implemented and it's probably not going to be in the favor of retirees, most retirees, because most retirees assets are in these pre-tax dollars that, that you've never owed, you've never paid taxes on. You still owe a tax bill. And when you take this money out in retirement, you're going to have to figure out how are you going to deliver the most spendable income from this finite amount of resources that you have resources that you have because you're not making any money from your labor you're not making any w-2 income anymore so you're you really have to have your money your savings work for you and by decreasing the amount that you owe in the tax bill is how you can increase the amount that you actually get to keep from this finite amount of savings so that the tax legislation that will be implemented over the next decade will have an impact on retirees income and their spendable spendable income. Yeah, we know lawmakers talk about changing RMDs, uh, this restrictions around contributions, IRAs, the transfer of wealth. Step-up basis was a big part of the Biden administration. What's going to happen to the step-up basis? We're in the Midwest where millions of dollars of land are transferred. That's a regularity here, and people are really concerned about who's going to pay all these unpaid taxes on the transfer wealth. So those are the types of things that we know that lawmakers can make decisions on that can really impact retirement. Another risk that you should be ready for is the market. We've seen the market, Lauren. There's two things I know about the market. I'm going to say one, Rochelle, you say two. The market will go up. And the market will go down. I think a wise man once told us that. So you guys actually do listen. We do. Barely. 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 Up and down. That That's exactly what the market is going to do because that's what the market has always done. The important part when it comes to your investment plan and market risk is you understand how much market risk you are taking and you are comfortable with that amount of risk. And the amount of risk that you are taking isn't going to disrupt your lifestyle plan or what it is that you're trying to accomplish from an overall retirement planning standpoint. And that's the disconnect that we oftentimes see is people are surprised when we go through these recessions, which by the way, on average, we see a recession every five to six years. So it's sh- it should not be a surprise. And over the next 20 years, we are going to see a number of other recessions. So we can't let that disrupt what we're trying to accomplish. And that's, again, going back to the disconnect, that's what we typically see is people don't know how much risk you are taking in your in your 401k plans, in your IRAs, and your other investments. And so when we go through the recession and your portfolio is down by 25 or 30%, that is shocking to a lot of people. So what we do with our families is we spend a lot of time analyzing their current portfolio How much risk are you taking? Are you comfortable with this risk? And most importantly, is it going to disrupt your lifestyle plan? And then that way, the the expectations are aligned. When we go through this recession and your portfolio is down 15%, you understood that's the 
that was the construction of the portfolio. You wanted to not blow up when the market blows up and you want to get a reasonable return when the market is good. And when the market is down 30 and you're down 15, that's a win. It doesn't disrupt what you're trying to accomplish from an overall retirement plan standpoint. You can still have the lifestyle that you that you want to have. And when the market rebounds, then your portfolio will, will rebound and you will be in a better position most of the time than when we went through the, the beginning of the recession. And Lauren, do you think people have an understanding of all the other ways to invest aside from that 401k? And I think they get so what focused on the stock market that I think people forget that there are a lot of other options to maybe grow your money in, in less risky ways. Yeah, a lot, a lot of times it's easy to get stuck with the 401k plan because it's comfortable, right? This is the 401k plan is where you've built a lot of your wealth. Uh, it's where you've spent a lot of time putting money into the plan and you've seen it work for you over the last 20, 30 years. So when you retire, it's a comfortable place to keep your retirement assets, where in fact, the 401k plan can be restrictive when you're looking to deliver income from your investments, when you're looking to be more conservative with your investments, especially in an account economy that we're in right now where more conservative investments like your bond mutual funds in your 401k plan are not providing you with the yield that you want it to. So we have to start being a little bit more creative and looking outside the 401k plan realm. There may be reasons for some of you that you might want to leave your money underneath the 401k plan, but it's it should be for other reasons than, than just comfort. Uh, most people, once they separate service from their employer, retirement uh, or or termination, or they just move jobs, most of the time you want to move that money to your own name, your own control underneath your IRA. And talking about the investment selections, the IRA offers you way more investment selections than what the 401k plan does. I mean, these 401k plan investment selections have really consolidated over the years. And that's really a pretty much a mandate by the Department of Labor, the DOL, which which regulates the 401k plans because they want to make it simple. They want to make it easy. And it, the less selection can make it easier. But when you're looking to be more conservative, but yet still provide an opportunity for growth to beat inflation and beat taxation, the 401k bond mutual funds in this interest rate environment, many of them are actually down. They're losing a percentage. They're losing two percentages. So they're insulating you from the equity risk, right? When the equity markets go down, your bond mutual funds shouldn't go down as much. So it's providing you with that equity insulation, but it's not providing you with the growth opportunities that you're looking for as well. Underneath the IRA, there's a lot more conservative investment options available to you. You're not as restricted that as what the 401k plan will offer you. If you think 2022 might be the year you retire, or at least really get a plan to do so, you don't want to forget about your legacy. Resolution number four. When we talk about legacy, we're talking about what, what do you want to have happen to your resources when you're gone? Where, where, where do you want the IRA money? Where do you want the, the Roth IRA money, the 401k plan money? Where do you want your house, your vehicles, your collectibles? Where do you want all of that stuff to go when you're gone? And this is something that most pre-retirees are not thinking all that much about. In fact, a lot of times we're having conversations with people for the very first time and we're asking them, what is your legacy ambitions? What do you want to have happen to all of this once you're gone? And the most common response we get is people go direct to their will. They, they reference their will. They say, you know, we haven't updated our will since, since, sure. since Junior was six years old, right? And at that point, we had him going to our, our sister, right? Right. Um, or the sister being the guardian. So 
most people are not thinking about that. That's because there's so many different moving parts as you're thinking about retiring. You're thinking more about the income. You're thinking more about maybe some of these tax planning strategies you can implement. You're thinking about the market risk. You're thinking about all, the, all these things, and you're not really thinking about what's next when it comes to the legacy plan. But this is, as you're creating your plan, this is an excellent opportunity for you to reevaluate what do you want to have happen. What do you want to have happen when when you do pass and where do you want these assets to go? Because when you're setting up your accounts or changing your accounts, this often will get messed up as far as the beneficiary designations, as far as leaving beneficiary designations off of the accounts, or just not titling them the right way, which is going to allow your assets to transition the way you want them to when you do pass. Do you need to update your will? Do you need a trust? Uh, the trust is often a, a misunderstood document. Uh, when people think about trust, they think about these ultra high net worth people who have these trust funds, you know, the trust fund trust babies. Fund babies. I wish I was one of those. <laughs> so that's what people are thinking about. But in reality, many retirees will use a trust within their estate plan or legacy plan uh, to help transition the assets in a more, more efficient way and, and bypass probate. And we're here in the state of Iowa. The state of Iowa has some really goofy estate planning laws, which say that if your probatable estate is north of $50,000, then all of your estate, even your non-probatable asset transfers like the IRAs that you have beneficiaries on, even those assets can be counted within your, your estate when it comes to your estate bill meaning the, the courts can charge about 1%. That could be applied to the entire estate. And your estate has to go through probate, which means the attorneys can charge up to 2%. And that's all if your estate, probatable estate, is north of $50,000. And that includes your home? That includes your home. And that's where a lot of people get caught. So they do everything right on all these other areas of their investments and their, their assets until it comes to their home. Their home's valued at $400,000. Now that puts the entire estate into probate. And now the east, the estate has to hire an estate attorney to settle the estate, which just costs a lot more and is, is less efficient. So the trust can be a really useful document in many different ways for people, but you just have to identify, here's what you're really trying to do. And here's the most efficient and effective way to accomplish that. And sometimes the trust document is a good one. You need to update the will in many, t in many cases. And then also the power of attorneys, the healthcare power of attorney, the, the financial power of attorney, and even the living will are all documents that should probably be in place as you make that transition to retirement. The things you resolve to do in 2022, if this is the year you plan to retire or get serious about planning to retire, you, you may want to boost your retirement savings. Lauren, there are a couple of good tips here. Well, and this is as it relates to the contribution limits. If you're under the age of 50 in your 401k plan for 2022, you can now contribute up to $20,500. For those of you who are 50 or older, there's an excellent opportunity to catch up on your savings. Maybe maybe you have a little bit more discretionary income. You want to apply that to your retirement savings. Uh, maybe your employer just offered the Roth 401k plan, and it's the best way for you to put this money away on a, on a tax-free and allow it to grow on a tax-free basis, then you can have a catch-up contribution of 6500 which means your total 401k contribution for the year is $27,000. And so if you still have five years left for, before you want to retire, $27,000 a year can go a long ways, plus the growth can go a long ways to helping you secure your retirement lifestyle. 
And is that kind of a no-brainer if you're over 50? I mean, if you're meeting all your other, obviously, budgetary, um, if you're meeting all your other needs, is it a no-brainer? Go ahead and do the catch-up contributions. Yeah, if you have some extra discretionary income, this is a great way, a great area to put this money because it will, especially if you have that Roth 401k and making the contribution to the Roth 401k makes sense for you from a tax plan standpoint, this is a great way to put a lot of money away on a tax-free basis or to allow it to grow tax-free. Um it, it, and you'll be able to use it later down the road in retirement. The other the other thing you can do is that you can still contribute $7,000 to a Roth IRA. So you can contribute $7,000 to either a deductible IRA or a Roth IRA. So if the Roth IRA contribution makes sense, you could put $27,000 away into your 401k plan. And then as long as you're underneath the income limits, you can contribute another $7,000 to your Roth IRA. So that's $34,000 in a Roth contribution that is possible for you if you have those vehicles available to you. And that goes a long way to helping you achieve your goals. And what are those income limits? For married people, your modified adjusted gross income needs to be below 204,000. And if you're single, the limits are 129,000. Let's go back to taxes because sometimes there's some found money when it comes to taxes. We know that again, this is sort of for some people, they want to see that money come back. They want to get a little bit back from the IRS after they file in April and other people don't want to get any money back. But if you're getting money back after you file taxes, that might be a bit of a lost opportunity. Yeah, this is a very polarizing conversation for some people because you you a lot of people will use that tax refund. So that's what you're talking about right here at the end. Those of the, were the words I was looking for. Thank yes. you. Thank you. In, in the spring, you file your taxes and you get to figure out how much money do you get back or how much extra money do you pay in the form of your tax bill for the prior year. And many people use this tax refund as a as a force of savings, as a way to save. They get this two thousand uh, dollar refund back from the, the IRS, they might get a $200 refund back from the state. And that's just kind of newfound money that then they will apply to whatever it is, their, their spring trip that they have planned. Or a new front door. New front door, mm -hmm. right? It's just a forced way to save is how a lot of people use it. However, if you change the withholding amount throughout the course of the year. Let's say your let's say your normal refund is somewhere around twenty four hundred dollars uh, in the springtime. That's an extra two hundred dollars a month that you could apply towards your savings that could be working for you all year long. Let's say underneath the the Roth IRA that you could have growth tax free growth all year long to help propel you to meet your retirement objectives. So. That's something to consider. I know people, sometimes they're real passionate about, hey, force savings, get this big check at the in the springtime. Uh, but reconsider it and have reconsider a way to have this money work for you all year long. And and so you might want to adjust your withholding from your paycheck if that's something that uh, is meaningful to you. Well, hopefully this has got you excited about retirement. There are steps you can take right now to help you get retirement ready in 2022. Here's one of those steps. Schedule a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call. You can talk with a retirement planner about your specific situation and ask lots of great questions. Schedule your call today at MerkelPlan.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Plan.com. We'll continue talking about all of the things that go into your retirement vision and a successful retirement here on this podcast. It's retiring today. We thank you for listening. And here's to a new front door and more nights of bingo. Cheers. <laughs> Where's the champagne? 
Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC.